What's up, Mets fans? We have a unbelievable interview for you guys today on the Mets Up podcast. We're sitting down with Carlos Beltran. Uh, Carlos, first off, thank you so much for doing this. Super thank excited you for having me here. Super excited to talk to you. Uh, what are your expectations for the teams this season? Well, there's no doubt there's going to be a lot of high expectations. You know, um, the organization have done a great job adding good players to the organization. Uh, the signings in the off season, uh, the players that we have. Uh, there's no doubt that we hopefully we want this guy to stay healthy throughout the you know the whole period of the season and uh, and at the end of the day uh, all we want to do as an organization is to be consistent so we want to create consistency uh, with the way we practice in spring training hopefully carry that throughout the season and uh, and at the end of the day uh, you want to get to the playoffs yes yeah. uh, that's where you want to be you want to end up there once you're there it's always uh, a, a great chance for you to continue to add. Uh, to what everything wants in baseball, hopefully the chance to win a championship. It feels very intuitive from the outside of like how players set goals for themselves. You, know, you play well, hit well, play good defense, team does better, you're good. Now as you transition to a front office role, what's it like setting goals for yourself for a season individually? Well, in my case, I had the experience to play the game for a long time, so my job is to basically share the feedback that I know when I was in the clubhouse, the things that were important for the players, uh, the things the players sometimes uh, would like to see happen in the clubhouse, like environment, like communication, those type of things that a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, there's always uh, a line between front office and the players. At least in my case, when I was a player, I never got to see the front office with good eyes because at the end of the day, we have to sit down and negotiate, right, yeah. a contract. But at the same time, you have to realize as a player that the organization is always doing the best they can to provide uh, tools and resources for you play for you as a player, right? For example, like the organization invests so much money in, on you know analytics, uh, and nutrition, uh, equipment throughout the season to prepare you as a player. So I think uh, my job is to hopefully uh, create awareness on the player side, right? And let them know that as an organization, we want them to be successful because if they're successful as an organization, we're going to be successful. We saw that you'd been kind of mentoring Francisco Lindor over the last few years. Do you think that your relationship with him has kind of helped maybe create this kind of role for the team? Well, there's no doubt that, you know, he called me in the offseason saying, man, you know, I want you, I want, I want you. And I say, well, you know what? At the end of the day, uh, it has to come from the organization, right? And Billy reached out to me and, and, and gave me uh, a playbook on how he envisioned me, right, yeah. on this role. And, you know, basically, I, I know Billy, since I was with the Yankees, he was an assistant GM to uh, Cashman, and mm -hmm. I was a player on, on that year. So I got to talk a lot of baseball with Billy in the clubhouse. So he's a great guy. He means well. He wants to do a good job. He wants to create a, a good program in the minor league system. He, he feels that there's a lot of things that he wants to contribute to this organization, and, uh, and my job is to help him out Hopefully, accomplish that with the with the whole team. Francisco had a great quote about you too, saying exactly what you've just said to us: that your role, being that line connecting the players to the front office, is incredibly valuable. But even just step back for a second. Last year, you spent working in the media. Did you ever think that was something you would do when you were a player? No, I never thought about it. You know, uh, when when you spend so much time in the in the clubhouse, and you retire from the game, a lot of time you think that your career is over in the game of baseball. Uh, in my case, uh, I guess I was able to relate to a lot of people and uh, 
Uh, I never was uh, the guy that you know mistreated anyone. So I think that also helped me out to establish relationship throughout the game. So uh, I feel that uh, when I got that opportunity, there's no doubt that that opportunity opened this opportunity, right? To be back in the game because you, you kind of get to share uh, the knowledge about the game of baseball, what you know. Uh, you Sometimes you have to end up breaking down plays. So the media was kind of tricky for me because uh, as a player, I never wanted to be criticized, right? <laughs> so you, you don't like the part of the game. So sometimes I feel like I was limited, you know, yeah. by, by, okay, did I say it right, <laughs> you know, or, or, or did I criticize the guy? So, but you know what, at the end, I was a good experience. Now being more on the field, uh, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I just have to worry about continue to pass uh, the good word, right, uh, to the players and to try to find the things that uh, is important in the clubhouse that hopefully as an organization we can provide. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Going back to your playing days now, you started off with Kansas City, and then you had that trade going to Houston, and then you eventually came to the Mets. And there was definitely a shift in the competitiveness or the goals of those teams where the Astros and the Mets were teams trying to build for the future, trying to win championships. How did it feel as a player changing environments like that? It's a process, you know, like in the years in Kansas City, uh, that was an organization that I knew. That was an organization that drafted me, and I grew up there and then got to the big leagues. Uh, every year we lost 100 games, so I never experienced winning <laughs> over there. Uh, when I got traded to the Astros, I got the, the opportunity to be in a team that we compete and uh, being around B.J. Bagwell, Clem and Pettit, uh, I mean, a bunch of guys that were basically dominating, right, in, yeah. in, in, the, in their era. And I got to see how they prepare. So for me, it was a great experience. And at the same time, we ended up going into the playoff. I had a great run. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was able to fool a lot of people. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I, I had good, I got to have good seasons in Kansas City, but great. people don't really knew who I was. Yeah. So when I got traded to, to, the, to the Astros, it's like, where'd this guy come from? I get, bro, come on, man. Look at my first five years. They're good years there. Like, I drove him in 100, I score 100. Oh, I yeah. play, I feel like I, I, I impact the game in, in, in different ways. Anyway, I, I end up signing in New York. And, uh, and it was a process, man, a learning process. Why? Because when you play in a small market team and now you go to a big market team, the attention, the media, mm. bro, I was like, oh my God, how I deal with this, yeah. how I deal with failure, uh, the attention of, uh, you know, you're going off for four, and the next day you open the paper. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> I I'm being killed here. Like, it's hard. So it's hard, <laughs> yeah. man. And and uh, and the fans, uh, you know, the they're passionate. They're gonna mm -hmm. let you know when you when you fail, and they're gonna let you know when you succeed. And I feel, in my case, that playing in New York it only make me better uh, because I felt like I needed to come to the ballpark, prepare, take care of things, and uh, bring my A game day in and day out. What was it like? Mentality-wise, that first year with the team, because you came off that incredible run with the Astros, you signed the big contract, and everyone knew you were one of the marquee players in the sport, and then it doesn't exactly start how you envision it starting. How mm -hmm. do you stay on top of yourself and keep the confidence? I felt a lot of pressure. 
I felt a lot of pressure. I felt that I came with uh, a big contract, like you mentioned. There were a lot of things that I ended up doing that normally I didn't do before. Uh, I always say this, and, and, and I hope I don't sound like negative, but I try to be too nice. Mm. You know, I try to please everybody, and yeah. I forgot how to take care of things, how to please myself first. So I came to New York with a mentality to play the game. So there was a lot of areas that I was not used to uh, deal with, like, you know, putting time aside for the media, doing all the requests that we get as a player. So I try to, I try to please everyone, and I feel like I took time from my preparation. So my second year, I'm thinking, okay, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say later. So my first year, I, I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know how to say later. So my second year, I said, you know what? I got to take care of my, my preparation. So I did that. Thanks God. Uh, a good season. And, but you know what? It's a learning process. Don't matter where you play. When you come to play in New York, it's a different animal. It's a different story. And even though if, he, if you have spent a lot of time in the big leagues, you feel it. You feel it. And, uh, but if you win here, if you do good here, it opens the door for you in many areas. So after I play in New York, right, I got traded to San Francisco. Yep. And then the year after, I signed with the Cardinals. So in San Luis, we have three, three reporters covering <laughs> yeah. us. So I'm like... And people are complaining. Oh, no, man, this is, they're asking for too much. I said, brother, are you crazy? This is a piece of cake, man. Like, this is nothing. Like, no, just do it, man. Like, I mean, I played in, I come from New York, yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. 30 people in the clubhouse. Everyone wants something. And you you come out of the shower. You haven't even put your underwear on. And they're like, like you know, it's ready to, they're ready to go. So it's... Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of tension for sure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The World Baseball Classic's coming up. You played on four different World Baseball Classic teams for Team Puerto Rico. Uh, what did it mean for you to play for your country? I mean, for me, it was everything because I never had that opportunity uh, as a kid to represent Puerto Rico. Uh, so when MLB came with the idea of doing the classic, I was like, man, this is fun because, uh, first of all, it allows you to connect with the people that is from your country that normally you don't get the chance to connect, mm -hmm. right? So I got to be in the same clubhouse with Francisco Lindor when he was in Cleveland. We biased with, you know, Jari Molina and with Diaz. So now I got to see this younger generation of Puerto Rican players kind of like blooming and develop themselves into an everyday player and starts in the game of baseball. So for me, it was incredible, incredible uh, experience. Uh, wearing the, 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 you know, the Puerto Rico jersey was fun. I did it for four years, mm -hmm. and, uh, and like I say, every single year, uh, I, I, was, I was hoping that event to be more often. Yeah. You know, they did it every four years. I said, man, if they could do this event every two years, <laughs> it, it will even be uh, super fun. 
at the same time, yeah. as a player sprint training, you know, they could be repetitive, you know, they give you time to leave yeah, spring yeah. training and, you know, be more relaxed and be more into game mode. So it will help you as a player for sure. Talk to us about the Carlos Beltran Baseball Academy down in Puerto Rico. Some mm -hmm. players you've worked with and what you hope to accomplish with it. Well, for me, uh, we just turned uh, 10 years, a 10 an uh, nice. anniversary. Congratulations. Uh, we have graduated more than 600 kids from my academy. Wow. Uh, the beautiful thing is that, you know, Almost 99% of the kids, they get scholarships to come to colleges uh, and junior colleges in the United States. 1% decide to stay in Puerto Rico. Uh, another great thing that we do is that uh, almost 75% of our kids are first-time generation from those families going wow. to colleges. Mm -hmm. So we feel, we feel like we're breaking uh, a change, uh, a change of, uh, you know, seeing education as an opportunity for you to continue to grow. You know, I, I graduated from high school. I only have a high school diploma. Uh, God gave me the opportunity to play the game for 20 years. But at the same time, I want to, I want to encourage the kids in my academy that there's a lot of opportunities uh, throughout the game of baseball. You know, you don't have to be the, the stronger guy. You don't have to be the fastest guy. You only have to find, uh, get to uh, understand the basics of the game and, and, and if you're capable of doing that, you could have an education throughout baseball. So that's my motivation. I'm excited. Uh, we have 150, 155 kids from maybe 60 municipalities of the wow. island. So uh, I, I'm blessed. I'm bl I never had that opportunity to participate in a, a school like that. But also, I was not limited by not creating any space mm -hmm. for others. Oh, that's amazing. I, we would love to talk to you more, but we know you're a busy man. Hey, man. Thank you so much for Thank taking you. time out of your day, and uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Carlos Beltran. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother.